RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. The Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and the Foundation for Surgery have been instrumental in supporting surgical needs in remote and disadvantaged communities, not only in Australia and New Zealand, but also our neighbours in the South Pacific. One surgeon who's benefited from their support is Dr Trevor Culwick, Senior General Surgeon in Villa Central Hospital, the main referral hospital in Vanuatu. Born and raised in Vanuatu, Dr Culwick completed the majority of his surgical training at Fiji National University. As he tells Chris Ashmore, further training and experience brought him to both New Zealand and Australia. I did two years of fellowship attachment at Christchurch doing orthopaedics. I came back, worked again as a general surgeon with subspecialty in orthopaedics, and then just got back from my Rowanix scholarship down in Melbourne Northern under the supervision of Wanda Stelmack. Then COVID hit, so we were doing both Rowanix and managing COVID at the same time. What drew you into a career in surgery. Where was the interest to do it? When I did my undergrad, I thoroughly enjoyed surgery as a block. I thoroughly enjoyed the structure of thought process that went into it and the challenge, basically. I think you just see how far I could push myself. And I think surgery was that aspect of it. But then when I came back and did my internship, I realized that the only skill set which I would lack if I was to work in a rural setting was the surgical skill and the thought process that went behind it and being able to do at least some operation to help me to help the people. So that in itself drove my passion a bit further. And then meet, I trained under Basil McNamara, who is a fellow of the Royal Australian College, who's worked as a general surgeon in Vanuatu. And the stuff he did in our setting made a big difference. And that in a way drove my passion, him being a mentor, the training, and then seeing what I could do with surgery when I got back. Any particular challenges do you face practicing in Vanuatu compared to say a city in Australia or New Zealand? Challenges probably, I could divide it into one, a human resource. We don't have enough surgeons to actually carry out the services. So there's currently four of us in practice serving a population of 300,000. So we're limited in that sense that we don't have enough human resources to actually carry out the services. The other thing would come down to not only in terms of doctors, but in surgeons, but anesthetists we are lacking. So to build that service capacity, we've got to come up as a team entity, as well as with the doctors, the nurses, so for us to be able to take those services out. The other challenge is, comes down to money. If we want to see our services taken to the next level, we've got to be able to at least put some financial support behind it for us to groom and develop that service, which we talk about in terms of the standard healthcare. And then with that, then comes down to actually grooming all of that together with administration to say, look, this is where we're at. This is a change we want to bring about within this next 10 years and have a step-by-step process of development. We know that the end goal or end vision of quality healthcare and standard for everyone is achievable, but I think it's going to take us time. We're in the early phases of surgical development. So general surgery is still a skill set that in Australia and New Zealand, it's totally a different concept. But those are the basic challenges we're facing now. And if you had more surgical capacity, what would that impact be on the community? Right now, only Villa Central Hospital is able to perform surgery at a reasonable quality standard. 
the provincial hospitals where they say 60% of the populations don't have access to a simple surgery for hernia repair or lipoma or doing a basic open reduction or manipulation under anesthesia. They have to fly to Villa Central for us to be able to do that safely. So to be able to take that with our anesthetic counterparts in successive development, we could be looking at over the next five years having a good outreach program where we can take our services to these rural hospitals, do minor lumps and bumps, hernias, that sort of stuff, instead of bringing it into the country, which is costly for our population. But then that vision has to be met and understood by the administration or the Ministry of Health for us to say, look, this is the way forward. Otherwise, if we're going on different tangents and we're not thinking on the same level, then it'll be quite difficult for us to achieve that. Mm. Now, the foundation for surgery has been instrumental in helping many surgeons working in remote locations. How has the foundation assisted you? Through the College of Surgeons, I've been able to, when I did my training, it was facilitated by the Royal Australian College. They sent external examiners, Mr. Glenn Guest, Mr. Clooney is one of our examiners, as well as David Waters, who have played a part in our regional surgical development. Uh, not neglecting all the other names that have actually come from the college who assisted us in programs. We've got the PIP regional program, which sends surgical teams to our other nations to help us with our difficult cases as a mentoring program at the same time, just to give us that networking capability to be able to say, look, we have a problem here. We're stuck as to how far we can go. You can just pick up a phone or send an email and get a discussion around that issue and based on what you've got on the ground. They've given us training programs through the OSMAT training in Darwin, the DSTC programs, basic trauma care, these facilities which have groomed us into competent surgeons to tackle any situation where we're in. They've also given us uh, mentorship programs, you know, scholarships, that sort of things, where we can go and see what it's like in these developed centers for us to say, look, we're not far off, and here are little tweaks we can do to bring about changes and then develop our services based on what we see in our environment and then build to where we can go in with regard to surgical development, a surgical training program. One of the things we're getting our young guys in, I'm currently doing training also, not only for myself, but also getting uh, the next generation of doctors that want to be surgeons in. So with the facilitation of the Royal College, we get our young guys to be attached to the visiting teams, to groom them, to get their passion, to get their thought process going, because these are eventually uh, the team that will be taking over from us. So succession is one of the areas which we try and build on and be able to take out our services. Now, you mentioned COVID-19 earlier. Has the pandemic impacted Vanuatu at all? We, as a disease center, we don't have community outbreaks. As we say, we've still managed. We've had like two, three cases that have come in. We've managed and left. But overall, we're not getting the visiting teams in. And the visiting teams bring in some of our supplies and stocks, which we lack. So we've missed that dearly. The teams, the patients that we require the teams to at least get some background on, we're not able to discuss those cases with the doctors that come in. We're unable to refer cases that are difficult for us to actually, you know, to be seen in Australia and New Zealand just because of COVID. So it has impacted our services greatly because one, in country, we've cut down on electives. We're only doing emergencies and electives, depending on how fit or what the situation is with our anesthetic uh, procurements. And also getting our patients out, getting discussions. That has affected us. Final question then. What's the future for you? Will you stay where you are based in Vanuatu? Yes, I love what I do. I love the general surgical aspect of it. I love how I could help people at the same time be able to teach and groom and 
be an example for the young guys that are coming up. I mean, you can work anywhere. You know, when you get into surgery, you can work anywhere. But it's what you want to do in terms of your capacity and where you want to see surgical services for me is Vanuatu. I'd love to see it taken to the next level. I'd still be pushing the administration by asking questions and advocating for training. And I think that's where I think my voice will be heard and just doing the work and showing that, you know, this is where we want to be as a surgical service and as a team of healthcare workers dedicated for our setting. I'd love to be here. I'd love to teach, get the young guys in, and but hopefully be able to at least get out for some conferences or do another attachment in, say, an area of need in Vanuatu at the same time, push the young guys to go. So, yes, definitely. I'll still be here for Touchwood, but for the next 10, 15 years or so. Yep, definitely. Dr. Trevor Kalwick. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.